whatever Wednesday. Whatever day you're having, it might not even be a Wednesday. It's still going to be an awesome day because you're listening to Two Age Sojourn. How do you like that for an intro, bro? That's bro. That's so good. That was slick. Yeah. That's so slick. That could be a beer advert. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one of those uh, Savannah. It's dry, but you can drink it. It's dry, but you can drink it. Except that's Savannah, though. It's not even a beer. Why? What are we talking about Savannah for? It's cider. It's cider. It's cider. I don't know. Yeah, no, I like it. I like a bit of cider. Yeah, oh. hot summer's day. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Do you know what I did have on the weekend, which what? was is like my new favorite thing: mm-hmm. gin and tonic. Oh yeah, I, I went through a real gin and tonic phase. Yeah, that oh, was good. Oh, man. It's mm. great. It's good during summer. Yeah, exactly. It's coming back, too. It's like super, super hipster now to do gin and tonic. Yes, it, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. But I've never been sort of, I, I just, the whole movement sort of passed me by. I was thinking, nah, I'm not. Do you, you know what it is? It just, it looks a bit too much like cane. Do you remember cane? Oh, boy. Yeah. That's and it. I just can't, I can't get any of that stuff. That's cane a... and vodka, they're just no-go areas for me anymore. So. Does anyone else in the world have cane? Even? That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it might just be a South African yeah. thing. Yeah. What's it a... actually made out of? Is it sugar cane? Yeah. So, yeah. Brutal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, um, you know, just thinking about hipster drinks coming back, it's quite a scary place when you, I don't know, you know, you hit 40 and you remember when something was cool and then not cool and then cool again? You've done like two cycles of cool. It's it's scary, hasn't happened to me yet, bro. It hasn't know. happened to me. Still in my thirties. Um, all right. So, uh, what, what what did man. you do today? What I do, man. I, I uh, what I do. I woke up and I prepped sermons and uh, preached sermons and mm-hmm. then uh, came back home and then that's the day. Today in the life. So, yeah, yeah I preached this morning on. Um, good grief. What did I preach on this morning? Oh, yeah, 1 Corinthians. (laughs) (laughs) We're going through Corinthians in the mornings. So I'm I'm on uh, just sort of breaking into chapter two. So talking about the natural man without the spirit, you know, Mm, and uh, just our utter dependence on the spirit. It's very, very Calvinistic passage. So I've upset lots of people. And then... Uh, in the evening, we're looking at the cost of discipleship, which is always, I think, quite a challenging passage to preach on because mm-hmm. in the West, people don't really know what that means, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, And so then there's always that thing about, are you trying to manufacture, like you're trying to make the cost of discipleship seem like something more than it is, almost like you have to live some sort of, um, I don't know, aesthetic lifestyle Um mm. You know, some where you have to kind of like it's that. Did you ever see that Mr. Bean sketch where you not Mr. Bean? Good grief. I'm sorry, my brain will switch into gear soon. It's, um, <laughs> I just got <laughs> it Mr. reminded Bean. me just before you carry on there, try and hold on to that okay. thought. But, okay. um, I'll just fill everyone in on uh, the last <laughs> on time last we recorded, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, Man, that was that was that epic. was brutal. So I just got a little bit. It was all about 1689 Federal Vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's how it went. Um, we 
we uh, we started recording. It was intense. It was awesome. Yeah. It was theological. It, we were going for it. It was. Yeah. It was. We were vibing, right? And then it got a little bit confusing. <laughs> you know? I saw you, I saw you struggling to keep up, and I was like, "Why is Mike having a hard time with this? You know what's yeah. going on?" It's just like I was, I was, I'm. I'm. I'm surprised you held on for as long as you. I did. was trying to be cordial, and I thought, like, "Hey, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna roll with this fresh angle, and I'm gonna see where you're going with it." And um, and I thought, "Dang, this thing is fresh." And and then and then it turned into, "Oh no, this is not. This is not." Yeah, you know, sixteen eighty nine uh, federalism at all. Oops. Oh, what are we? What are we doing over here? And uh, oh, it was the other way around, wasn't it? You were saying you no, were saying you were talking about right. a federal vision. <laughs> And, uh, and so I'm going, well, wait a minute, that's not the federal vision I've been exposed to. And, and wait a minute, is there another kind of federal vision out there? And that sounds a lot like all... Reformed Baptist theology. And wait a minute. And it turns out the whole time Andre's using the word federal vision instead of 1689 federalism, which I blame no, on whoever came up with the stupid term 1689 federalism. Because it doesn't honestly, exactly roll off the tongue, does it? No. And the other problem is because I was slightly kind of engaging with the whole new perspective on Paul thing. So federal vision stuff was is always associated with it in my yeah, mind. So yeah. it's like right there. So when you're trying to talk about new perspective on Paul, 1689 federalism and federal vision all in one fell swoop, it's just doomed to failure. Oh, boy. So, yeah. And the, the worst part is it because of me trying to be gracious and you just gunning for it. It, it sort of, uh, it, it took a long time for us to figure that out. Well, I mean, it was just eerie for about an hour, you know? Yeah. Because so it, it, it kind of, yeah. yeah, I can imagine it kind of made sense for a while. <laughs> Not after all. We're all talking about federal something or other. <laughs> something. Yeah. Something is federal. Oh, it's like, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so that wasn't great. So no. hopefully we won't have a repeat of that. No. So try and try and get your you know terms right. Now, Stuff Andrew. together. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was thinking about Blackadder. That's what I was thinking. Not about. a sketch, but Blackadder. Blackadder, the yeah. British show. And the reason I was confused with Mr. Bean is because it's the same guy, whatever his name is, oh. and <laughs> same actor. Have okay. you had like early so, onset? dementia or something i mean this is like Bro, I've, I've had dementia all my life i don't know what everyone's complaining about to me dementia is just normal like that's just my that's just how i roll like i don't know where my keys are i can't remember names of people i don't i just i don't retain any information at all like it's just gone those days are over for me so i don't know what you did to me in my wayward youth but yeah. it's it's over now for me mike no no more retention oh, like it's like i have to keep <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I digress. But <laughs> the um, the <clears throat> the whole <laughs> the whole thing with Rowan Atkinson. Rowan <laughs> Atkinson, who's not to be confused with the former Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> um, so Blackadder, there was a sketch about the Puritans. Yep. Okay. Wow. Do you remember this? No. Have you never seen the Black Hatter sketch about the Puritans? It's genius because no, it's, it's mocking Puritans for everything they're reputed to be. Like, so, yeah, right. you know, they, like that definition of Puritanism as being the kind of uh, uh, the nauseating thought that somewhere someone was having fun, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's this, obviously the sketch about this lady who sleeps on, sleeps on a spike 
because you know you can't sleep in a comfortable bed because that would just you know would be indulgence and so then he makes the joke about well what about two spikes and she's like oh no that would just be excess you know one spike is perfectly <laughs> sufficient you know and it's the, but there is that kind of thing when actually we're not being persecuted at least at least not yet mm-hmm. and at least not in the ways that Jesus would have meant for <clears throat> for some of his disciples mm. Um, and then we try and make the Christian life like you, you really have to suffer a bit to be like a real Christian. And so to, to preach the, the whole, um, you must carry your cross and, and be willing to give up everything for the sake of Christ. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, keep in mind that two kingdoms thing to keep in mind the goodness of culture and celebrating mm. the good gifts God gives us keep in mind the importance of rest mm-hmm. and uh of uh, spending time with family you know not overdoing it mm-hmm. you know not not being like many of the puritans yeah. who who died in the prime of their life because they were just reckless with their yeah with their health yeah. you know yeah um and so i i find a real challenge to preach on that so you you, you know i get, i realize that you don't want to flatten out all of the Bible and put in all the caveats and all the qualifications every time you preach. Like sometimes you just got to let that particular section of scripture speak its message yeah. and then trust that over time you're going to put in all the nuances. But, yeah. Yeah. um, so, but, but it's challenging because you don't want to, you don't want to go over the top, but at the same time you do want to, you want to do justice to the parable, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, uh, Jesus is saying that following him, must take precedence over everything else and could cost you everything in this world. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I find it tough to tough to to strike that balance um, preaching yeah. on that kind of thing. I find it tough to strike that balance even before I preach on it. You know, I just sometimes just to even know how that works is is um, a real challenge. Um, and yeah, to preach on it is is just mind blowingly difficult. Um, because yeah, exactly what you've just said. You do want to hit both, you know, um, and you do see the problem of going overboard. Um, yeah, it's just the. I think for on the one hand, pietism is the issue for me, um, in that it just it becomes an unhealthy sort of focus on your own, um, you know, your ability to I don't know suffer and endure and that sort of thing. Yeah. And on the other hand, obviously, you've got syncretism, worldliness uh, at its worst level, just plain old, um, just indistinguishable from the world Christianity and uh, where everyone's certainly having no problem appreciating the good gifts. But it's just, um, yeah, it's it's something wrong. There's nothing of the class of discipleship represented there. Um, So I suppose what I try and do is less strike a balance and more stay away from those two ditches. Um, and that's yeah. something that's kept me good, you know, or hopefully kept me good. And, uh, that, and why I bring that up is that's what I try and stay out of in those, in, in the preaching itself, you know? Yeah. I sometimes wonder if it's like, um, um, I don't, yeah, this is how I tend to think of it. Uh, so let me know what you think. So, mm. it, you know, it, when we talk about divine sovereignty and human responsibility, mm-hmm. We tend to think of trying to find the balance, but actually it's not a balance. It's both of them 100% at the same time. So, Mm. um, and yeah, we are responsible. God is divine Mm. and uh, sorry, God is, um, sovereign. Sovereign. And so those things are totally true all the time. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, the whole thing about, um, you know, it, it is totally true all the time that, 
to be a disciple is to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. Mm-hmm. That is 100% always the case, discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so, but it is also 100% always the case, discipleship, that we should enjoy God and um, we should enjoy the gifts that he's given us, that we should be faithful in the vocations we've got, that mm-hmm. we should be, you know, you know what I mean? So like yeah. instead of instead of seeing them as different balls that we kind of juggle or like weights mm-hmm. on a scale, like actually they are just both 100% true. And if I'm doing the one well, I should be doing the other well as well. Yeah, but that's the, true. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, go for it. No, the, the, I mean, that that's, that's more or less the landing. So like when it comes down to pietism, um, it's it's kind of i mean i i think this should be a theology thursday for us is to talk about the difference between pietism and actual biblical piety yeah um that's a good because i think i I think that's a big one Mm. but like i think have we not done that yet no we took we We've threatened. I've threatened to do it a few times. Yeah, yeah. okay. We should definitely do that. Cool. We definitely um, we'll do right. that. You see, see what that. comes from these whatever Wednesdays? Amazing yeah, things. Yeah, whatever Wednesdays are great. I will, okay, I go, yeah, so that's the cost of the subject thing. So like this weekend, I go to, you know, I have a, a, an amazing weekend in London with my wife. I drop mm. the kids off with the grandparents. Liz and I, we head into London. Uh, we go see Ollie Murs. I'm a massive Ollie Murs fan. You know, everyone loves Ollie Murs. I don't you even like know Ollie who he Mers, is. Don't. You love him. You got me wrapped up around your finger. You know that song. Who is he? What is this? I don't even know what you're Ollie talking Mose. about. It's like super, is this super like a new kind pop. of skinny jean thing? Or what? <laughs> skinny jean pen. No, no, super cheesy pop guy. You know, um, but it's like pop guy. Yeah, what are you it's doing? Fun. It's like dude, uh, pop because every, everybody look. I know I'm too old for this nonsense. Everybody likes pop music. That's why it's pop music. Is because uh, it's popular. It's popular like it. for a reason. You do like it. I don't like pop music. You do like pop music. And when you when you are in the mood for some cheesy pop music that you just want to dance to, you know. And I know you do it, Mike. I've seen your dance moves. I've seen moves. Uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Ollie Mers is the guy you want to do that to. No, 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 no. no. It's your moves, baby. No, yeah. no. I don't yeah. think no. I just I, 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 you have always been into that. Don't put, don't pay me with that no, brush. I, no, I've never been into pop. You've you always been, never into, been pop. into pop. You've been no, into I've like been, you've had this I've weird like R and B thing going. Yeah, R and B is different to pop. Don't know that you can't confuse R and B and pop. But no, no, I'm telling you, every now and again, everyone needs to just, you know, goof out and some pop. And and when you do, when you're in the mood for that, Oli Murs is your guy. Right, anyway. So, so you watch like, a, anyway, a pop concert. Oh. And and like 10,000 women over this, over 60, and a couple of girls like under 10. Like that that was basically the whole, the whole it was really, that's, that's the market. Anyway, so I'm there. Yeah. And it was a fun night. I had a fun night with my wife at the concert, you know, and then we go back to the hotel room. We're having a nice time staying in a nice hotel. And then the next day we had a lovely time around walking around London, Camden, um, you know, and stuff. And it's just very, very cool. And then I come home and I preach a sermon on the cost of discipleship. Yeah. And, and, you know, you either see that as like a total inconsistency, which some people would, uh-huh. some people would see that as a total inconsistency. Uh-huh. Um, and, or it's either that, and then you, you kind of are guilty about it, but you do it anyway, Mm. because nobody can live like that. So like you, you end up doing the things like you end up watching a football match and then feeling guilty about it because you should have been praying or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And then, um, uh, 
or you just kind of end up saying, do you know what, I'm, I'm over this, I can't handle that level of piety, and you end up going off and just living for yourself the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you have, to have a, you have to have a theology for this. You mm-hmm. have to be able to, to understand how the Bible applies to this kind of thing. Totally. And for me, it is about, you know, if you know, it's first of all about the, if you, the willingness to give those things up if you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, say so, uh, I'm not going to go see concerts and taking trips into London all the time. And you know, are you, are you encroaching just... on theology Thursday right now? I know you got it. The trouble is, you got it in my mind now. So now I'm like going there. You're preaching. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's yeah. wrap this up. And if anyone's interested, uh, follow us through to Thursday. But I'll leave you with a short story. In fact, you know what? I'll tell you the short story to begin Thursday. Huh. Come on, son. Now you have to come back. There we all go. Right. I'm excited. So,